Hi everybody, this is Serena Oliveira and this is day 14 of documenting little snippets of stories, anecdotes, revelations, ideas around what it's like for me to lose my dad. I can't believe it's already been two weeks, I guess, now I could say that, and it's really hard to summarize things in terms of time and day and that's been a consistent theme and at times I felt like I may be kind of going crazy and I realized that that is a very normal part of grief. So tonight I thought I would touch on what it's been like for me and how normal it is also to feel like you might be losing your mind. When someone dies, it's a shock. Your whole world shudders into seismic change. You can feel like you've lost your mind alongside the loss of someone. And I think that's why I've been so trepidous into finding a reason for why I'm actually taking time to record myself and to share this with complete strangers. Am I really kind of going crazy? Why am I doing this? But when I think back at that first night that I recorded myself, it was the first night that I couldn't sleep and I could only feel into being that, feel into being broken open. And I also felt like I had to break through the isolated feeling of basically feeling lost. I was lost. It wasn't about losing my mind. I felt lost in this existence of not having a father. But then all at once, it was like everything felt tender and sacred and timeless. Everything felt raw and shifting and whatever I felt called to do or say or think became actually really important and sacred to me. Two weeks ago, began with me waking up and going about my average Monday routine and my oldest sister was doing supervision at school when she found out about my dad and I came in the house from doing some chores and saw that I had some missed calls and I immediately just called back my mom and that's how I found out and I just remember saying that I couldn't talk and I just hung up and ended up throwing my phone across the room onto my bed and then I found myself eight hours later still barely functioning between tears and I was laughing and in shock and I still hadn't eaten all day and my seat was booked for the next flight to Calgary. I was crazy sad. Also by that time, the weather had turned. And I feel like we have weather patterns in it, inside of us that kind of resonate with our moods and feelings. And in this case, it was like the actual weather. It had begun, begun to snow heavily. 
and also it began to thunder and lightning. I don't know how you say that as a verb, but it was really, really loud. And I'm talking like super loud, like explosion loud. And it felt like my whole house was like shaking with the thunder. And I live on a mountain. And so maybe the thunder was really close. So I decided to leave my house early because the snow was coming down so heavy, even though my flight was at like six in the morning. And that's when I noticed that the little things um, were like sacred, like the winter tires my dad had adamantly bought for me the year before. And I got stuck actually trying to get out of my driveway and I had to shovel them loose and it was so deep. And those tires ultimately guided me down the mountain that I live on to get to the airport. Meanwhile, the thunder and lightning continued as I left and the snow and time became irrelevant because that's when a lifetime of memories and love torrentially rained onto me and it's been like that for the last two weeks so with grief it feels like you may have lost your mind but maybe what's really happening is you're losing that part of you that identifies so deeply with that person you are called into silence when you can't necessarily stop everything because your own life doesn't allow for it. So it feels like you're losing your mind. But maybe with grief, maybe you just need to stop to listen. Even though it's way too hard, you're just really maybe afraid that the tears won't end or, you're, or maybe you might not survive or... It might even feel like a part of you is dying. In the last few weeks, I've had moments of cleaning out my dad's fridge and finding homemade hot pickle, sitting on his front curb in the sun, waiting for my sister to pick me up with a bag full of his favorite Indian spices. And alongside those spices are reused pickle jars filled with his own homegrown peppers. I found also, like in the cold winter air when it was hitting me in those first few days, not being able to even feel it because I was too sad. And I've never felt that way before and I've, I've never felt like I've fixated and gazed into the emptiness in the same way that I've stared endlessly at my newborns. But for the, my first time, it's been about staring into the void of death not the life-changing event of birth. And I've also just felt like in awe, staring with love in that same kind of nature. When you're grieving, it may feel like you're losing your mind, but really you are finding it again, I think. And the only way I can describe it for myself is that your rational brain can't make sense of the loss and it can play tricks on you. You really have to think with your heart. Like if you feel like in denial about that person's death or maybe they wanted to leave or, you know, those irrational thoughts, you really just need to think with love. And I keep coming back to like time and I think that there's a sacredness in the timelessness that we feel 
There's a beckoning into feeling deeply in ways that you would never even knew were there. And grasping the past and future just stops. It ceases altogether. And there's only now that really matters. Our emotions and thinking and feeling and living our lives with our hearts is a lot like the weather. Grief is a lot like the weather. My dad and I always chatted about the weather at some point in our phone chats. And we talked a lot on the phone over the years. Since I was a little girl, I would call him on night shifts. And now in my mid-30s, I would just talk to him about everything. And we always seem to come back to the weather at some point in our conversation. And it wasn't because there was a lull in the conversation or we ran out of things to say. It's because... We were both listening to the changes around us, not just, um, not just about like the changes in our lives, but actually what's going on where we live, and we love to share them out of curiosity, and like, what's it like going on? You know, what are you able to garden or grow stuff, or have you needed to shovel, or are the salmon running? So I just wish I could have told him about the lightning and snowstorm that happened that day because I'd never seen that before. I've never seen that in my life and it happened to be on the day that he died. And I've lost that simple connection and I'll really miss those phone calls with my dad. It's bizarre and monumental also how grief changes everything, like everything. And because of it, because of it like calls you to surrender to that love and just like really give way to the loss. It is like a giving way inside of you, like it actually is like a breaking open. And you you get symptoms like it feels like you're losing your mind, your memory for basic everyday like task goes away during intense grief and I'm lucky that my siblings and I have been tag-teaming enormously with remembering what we need to get done, and we're working like a unit, and it's a forgetful time for unrelatable tasks, so it's a time where you got to make lists for the day and week. It's a time of huge emotions, and until this time, I've never, ever woken up to tears. I've never woken up to tears rolling down my face or have them come streaming down suddenly while walking like I was on a pathway that I used to walk with my dad and they just came down in the same way that sweat kind of permeates so it's kind of weird but amazing and I've also gained the courage to know that you gotta really feel into it you know you really gotta give attention to it and grief is something normal and important and truly visceral and grief is not something to fear and no you are not going to lose your mind and like any wound it beckons us to slow down pay attention pause and to give attention to it like you would to any other injury and massage it gently and if your mind wants to run the show 
but is really exhausted, remember you can just give that way or like give way to like making room for thinking with your heart for a while. And ultimately you're not going to go crazy or you're not going crazy. You just got to take really slow, gentle and good care of yourself. So thanks for listening, everybody, and I hope that you're all feeling loved. And wherever you are, if you're feeling grief or just holding space for somebody in grief, I really hope that you feel cared for and loved. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.